Welcome to the Life Central Bikers Church Podcast. We trust that this message will speak into your life. Father God, thank you that you're so faithful, Lord. Laid a specific image on my heart this morning, and as I wondered whether I should share it or not, along comes Dylan with his story, Lord. Thank you so much for that. As we keep our eyes closed, I want to share that, you know, God laid this, this image on my heart this morning that, you know, there's, there's such a presence of His Holy Spirit here this morning, ready to be poured out. Think of a, of a can of varnish that's ready to be poured out on a, on a piece of dry wood that's been worked. And Dylan said this year, you know, if, if you had a tough year, you've been through some stuff. This morning, allow that, that varnish, that pouring of the Holy Spirit take place on your heart and soak up every drop of it. Open, open your heart to the Holy Spirit this morning and allow Him to speak into it. We thank you and we praise you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. You're welcome to take your seats. Thank you so much to the band. Okay. Just want to want to thank Terry this morning for those of you who didn't didn't see he uh, put the finishing touches on our memorial wall there. So if you gave up any names on our memorial run, go have a look there. Thank you so much for that, Terry. Now to jump right into into this morning's message. Have you ever? read something, maybe a quote or a, or a statement, and thought to yourself, man, that thing has so much, there's so much depth. I, I actually see some biblical truths in this statement or on this quote. Or maybe have you ever heard something that, that as you heard it, it was almost like, like a sort of, Revelation. It had so much depth to it. And I, and I think of Dylan sharing his stories when, when we have praise and, and, and worship. And I come expectant when, when I see Dylan on the stage because I, I expect the story that's just going to speak into my, to my heart. And I think sometimes in, in the seemingly obvious when we're willing to look a little deeper, we see God there. Sometimes in, in the most unexpected things or, or, or occurrences, we experience an almost out-of-the-blue revelation. Now, yesterday we, we celebrated a, a day that's, that's ingrained in this country's history. Now, some of us call it Gelofte Dag, and, and some of us call it Day of Reconciliation. And then there's, then there's our family. On the 16th of December, we, we celebrate my wife's birthday. So, so, 
So, regardless of, of what you call the 16th of December or, or how you celebrate it, I believe that, that when we look a little deeper, we are sure to discover some, some biblical truths about Kaloftadach and Day of Reconciliation. A day with two names in this country. Now, suppose the, the English word that would best describe kalofta would be vow, you know, to take a vow or to, or to make a vow. Now, I'm not going to share the whole story of what happened on the 16th of December, 1838. Many of us know it. So I'm going to give you the, the very short, summarized, condensed version. So we see that in December of 1838, there's this group of people who, who through a series of alliances and, and events, some planned and, and some very unforeseen events with deadly consequences, we see this group of people finding themselves in grave danger. In fact, they knew that trouble was coming. And so already on the 9th of December, 1838, this group of people get together, and they come before God, and they call out to Him. And they say, Lord, you, if you help us through this, you keep us safe. Give us victory. We're going we're gonna to build a monument in your honor. And so God, God heard their prayers. He's faithful. And so he, he kept them safe. And he gave them victory. And, and ultimately, 16th of December is, is only... Is only part of the story. There's a lot that happened before it, and it actually played out on a much larger stage, ending in 1840, and God kept them safe. And there's a lot to learn from what happened there. But for me personally, what I learned from it is that even even in our most severe challenges, even when the odds are seemingly stacked against us, when we call out to God, He hears us. He's faithful. What I learned from this story is that, that together, we're stronger. What I learned from this story is with unity, cohesion, and teamwork, there's victory. Now, the Bible says this about God's faithfulness. In 1 Timothy 2 verse 13, If we are faithless, He remains faithful, for He cannot deny Himself. You see, God's character is faithfulness. Deuteronomy 7 verse 9, Now therefore, know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love Him and keep His commandments to a thousand generations. 
In 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. God has called you by name. He's planted you for a very specific reason in a very specific place. And He's faithful. Honor Him with your faithfulness. Psalm 36 verse 5, Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. And then 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 24, He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. God gave you a specific word this year. Trust Him. He's faithful. He's going to honor that. Then we see that God hears when, he, when, when we call to Him. We read in, in 1 Peter 5 verse 7, Casting all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. And, and, and I want to say here, you know, there's, there's nothing too big or too small that, you know, to, to pray about. Even the smallest of things, pray about it. Give it to God. 1 John 5 verse 15. And if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked for Him. Psalm 18, verse 6, In my distress I called upon the Lord. My God, I cried for help. From His temple He heard my voice, and my cry to Him reached His ears. And then Isaiah 65, verse 24, I will answer them before they even call to me. While they are still talking about their needs, I will go ahead and answer their prayers. Now we see in, in, in Isaiah that the prophet Isaiah is sharing with, with God's people what's to come. Now for them not honoring him, not obeying his commands. And then towards the end of Isaiah, we find this verse. And Isaiah is sharing this with that faithful remnant. Those, who's hold, those people who's holding on to God's word who's trusting Him, who's standing on His promises. Now, the 16th of December, this country, some of us also call it the Day of Reconciliation. Now, when we look at the word reconciliation in its application, we need to realize that it's not a mere thought, not something you say for lip service. Reconciliation is an action. It, it, it's, it's something we, we do or say to restore a relationship or to bring unity. Then, you know, we, we read this and we realize that for reconciliation to take place, we need to take action. Here's the beautiful thing. You know, Jesus, he didn't ask anything from us. Out of his love for us, and out of his own free will, 
He paid the price on the cross so that we may have freedom and so that we may be reconciled with the Father. And so, here's a thought. If Jesus gave his life to reconcile us with God the Father, then and maybe we should make an intentional effort to reconcile those precious relationships that were damaged. I think, you know, reconciliation probably in its most, in its simplest form. When, when your toddlers are fighting about a, a toy or who got the better this or the bigger that, when you as a parent come in and you step into that you speak into that situation, discipline there. What ends up happening is, is the, these two toddlers, they say sorry. They hug it out. They play again as best friends. That's probably for me reconciliation in its simplest form. We read the following in, in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18 to 19. Now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, namely that God was in Christ recon reconciling the word to himself, not counting their trespasses against him. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. And if we go and, and look at, at Jesus' ministry here on earth, he shared a lot about reconciliation. So we should sit up and listen when we hear the word reconciliation. Colossians 1 verse 20, And through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Then Romans 5, verse 10 to 11, from the Message Bible. If when we were at our worst, we were put on friendly terms with God by the sacrificial death of His Son, now that we're at our best, just think of how our lives will expand and deepen by means of His resurrection life. Now that we have actually received this amazing friendship with God, we are no longer content to simply say it in plodding prose. We sign and shout, out, shout our praise to God through Jesus, the Messiah. I think our takeaway from this is Jesus didn't require anything from us before he reconciled us with God. So maybe we should not wait for an excuse from that person who offended us. No, maybe, maybe we should be the first ones to go and say, sorry. What we take away from this is, is, is we see that, that once that reconciliation took place, now we are in a position where our relationship with God can flourish. And so when, when we reconcile relationships, that relationship has the opportunity to flourish. Now, you might hear all of this today and, and ask, well, 
So what? You've said a lot now. You spoke about 1838. You spoke about Day of Reconciliation. So what? What does it mean to me in, in my everyday life? In, in, in application? Maybe you say, who cares if we have a day that some call Geloftedag and some call Day of Reconciliation? Well, here's the thing. I think there's a lot to take away from this. There's a lot to take away from Geloftedag. There's a lot to take away from Day of Reconciliation. There's so much for us to learn from this. We're willing to look a little deeper. We, we're heading towards Christmas, you know, celebrating the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And then we, we're just about standing on, on, on the edge of an old year, ready to step into the new year. And I think there's value in, in pausing, taking a deeper look at what has transpired for you this year. Maybe, maybe as you look at how this year pl played out, you see that in spite of everything that happened, there's actually some things I can be thankful for. Maybe as you look a little deeper, you see that, you know what? Maybe there's one or two people I need to go say sorry to. Maybe, maybe you've been calling out to God this year. And it feels, honestly, as you're sitting here today, it feels as if he's not hearing you. You've been praying and you've been trusting for so long. And, and you've wondered, you know, is, is God hearing me? I want to encourage you with, with this this morning. What if, not a matter of, of whether God is hearing you, but it's a matter of his hand is busy victoriously in the spiritual realm. And you just need to persevere in faith. Keep praying for that victory to become reality in this physical world. What if... As you look a little deeper this year, you see that, you know, in spite of a tough year, I can see that, that you know, there's some prayers that God answered. It, it came through for me in, in, in some ways. Maybe in some tough meetings and, and conversations, you experienced the, the discernment of the Holy Spirit. You experienced His boldness. And so when you look back on your year, you see that, man, there's so much to be thankful for. 
spite of a tough year. There's things that I can be thankful for. And, and so, you know, say thank you. Praise God. Not only for, for what He did, but for who He is. You might not be able to, to build Him a monument to honor Him, but your body is His temple. Let it shine bright to entice others to want to know more about Jesus. Perhaps, as the year winds down, reconciliation is a word that, that you need to pay deeper thought to. This year, you've, uh, you've taken offense. Maybe you said some things and, and done some stuff that right, it, it damaged relationships. Maybe you were, you were so hurt, so offended, that you left where God has planted you. He's called you for a very specific reason, to a very specific place. But because of stuff that happened, you took offense. You left. Could it be that, you know, throughout this year, some stuff just, it just didn't sit right with you. And it, it, it felt almost like this grinding, standing, you know, stuff that just irked you. And it grew to such an extent that you became negative. To such an extent that, that you complained to anyone who was willing to listen. You, you thought your motives were pure, but, but you were driven by the wrong stuff. You see, we need to realize that, that probably one of the, the most favorite tools on the enemy's belt, negativity. Because if he can use that tool successfully in your life, he'll get you discouraged. He'll get you to sow division. He'll get you to leave where God has planted you. He'll get you to lose focus on God. And you'll start focusing on the problem. Maybe as you hear this this morning, you swallow a bit heavy because you realize that you need to go and reconcile some relationships. Maybe even the more difficult step would be to go back to where God has called you. Look some people in the eye and, and say, guys, sorry. Can we move forward with this thing behind us? Maybe this morning you need to make a very intentional, uh, a deliberate decision to step out of negativity. Because while you were there, you did not honor as God's word says you must honor. 
your, your negativity in actual fact sowed the seeds of division. See, when it comes to reconciliation, I, I urge you to take stock of this fact. You only have today. There is no guarantees for tomorrow. I heard someone said this year that life is an uncertainty. We don't know for how long we're here. Death is a certainty. There's some things you need to go set right. Don't delay. You might only have today. And guys, catch this this morning. Realize that, that God has called you by name for a very specific purpose. Dylan shared this this morning that, um, you know, none of us are the same. You know, as we go through life, experience our own challenges and, and difficulties, all of that makes us unique. So God has called you. There's something He needs you to do. Yuri's guy. Yuri's lady. He's called you. He has so much in store for you. I believe that, you know, God has called each one of us to, to play some sort of role in, in growing His kingdom. In... in in spreading the good news of hope in Jesus, the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. He's called us to be builders of his, of his church, of the ministry that He's called you to. He has called you so that others may hear about Him, so that others may, may grow in relationship with Him, so that others may discover that, that they do have a purpose, that they are people who care. Um, I'm sure like, like me, you've heard a lot, you know, this statement, the, the fact of life is dot, 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 fill in the blank. I want to share this morning a few facts of love. I want to fill in those, those dots for you this morning. The fact of life is it's tough. People will hurt you. People will offend you. And sometimes they will offend you because there's a hard attitude in you that needs to change. You took offense because of what's in here, not because of what was done. Said. Fact of life is that life is also beautiful. Fact of life is that life is filled with these chunks of joy. Just absolute joy, laughter, good friends. Lack of bribes, lack of bike rides. Life is filled with these chunks of joy. 
fact of life is that it's filled with amazing opportunities to grow, to learn. The fact of life is that almost all of us here will have a lot of chances to say, sorry, see a relationship flourish again. fact of life is it's filled with hope as we see God answer prayers, as we see God work in our lives and in the lives of others. And so this morning the, the ball is in your court. Are you willing to look a little deeper? Ask yourself this morning there's that's it, 14 days left of the year. If my maths uh, drop me, come talk to me afterwards. I think I have it right. But there's 14 days left of this year. These 14 days, what will your next day be? Are you going to look a little deeper? Look within, do some introspection? Say, God, what is there in me that I need to change? I want to read Psalm 139, verse 23 to 24. It's not on the board. I'm reading from the NLT. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Are you willing to make this daring move this morning and say, God, I'm praying Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24 over my heart. Come and speak to me, Lord. Show me what needs to change because I want to honor you. Maybe this morning for you, your next step, as hard as it might be, will require some boldness. It will require you to be the bigger man. Maybe your next step to go and say, sorry. Now when in counseling, when we, when we talk about conflict in, in relationships, it's often, you know, one thing leads to another, and before you know it, there's this spiral. Things just seems to spiral out of control. To stop that, it takes one person to say sorry. One person. That's going to be you? Or maybe, maybe this, this morning, with a glass of water or a good cup of coffee, follow some pride. Go back where God has called you and planted you. Maybe your next step this morning is you've, you've spent so much time on dealing with everything that happened this year. And, and, and so for you, how often did you say thank you this? How often did you just praise God? Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you that you bless me even in this challenge. How often do you do you thank him for those victories in your life? Maybe this morning you faced with with a difficult choice. Am I going to give up? Or will I persevere? And again, want to encourage you with this. Your if we if we think pictures for a moment, your your spiritual wagons, ox wagons. This morning, pull them in a logger. Persevere. The battle's raging. Keep praying. Keep trusting God. God is busy. Busy making a way. Busy establishing victory for you. Now I'm not into prosperity preaching, and I suppose this probably sounds a bit like that, but. Trust God, guys. Trust God. Hold on to Him. He'll honor His word. He'll give you that breakthrough that you're trusting for. And so, this morning, whether you see the 16th of December as the Loftedach, Day of Reconciliation. Whether you celebrate a birthday or anniversary on the 16th of December, there's a lot to learn when you're willing to look a little deeper. There's so much more than just the obvious, and I think of you know instances when when you read over a Bible verse. Maybe this more this morning you just did it to tick the box that you read your Bible. A couple of days down the line this week, you might you might face something and read that same same verse, and it will just be as God just reveals something to you, as He just opens that up, because in your challenge you were willing to look a little deeper. And in the seemingly obvious that you just read over this morning, a couple of days down the line, when you're facing that challenge, that very same verse just grabs your heart as God speaks into your life. Trust for a Holy Spirit revelation when you're willing to look a little deeper. Let's close our eyes and pray. Father God, thank you that we can we can come before you, Lord, and and just say thank you. Lord, I'm I'm sure all of us can can raise our hands and say, you know, we had a tough year, one way or another, we had a tough year. But Lord, we can 
we can also raise both hands and shout hallelujah. Say thank you. Even if we're still facing that challenge, we can raise our hands and say thank you. That we're not alone. For those of us who've experienced your victorious hand at work and, and saw breakthrough, provision, we can shout, thank you. And we know that relationships are precious to you, Lord. Lord, that, that community, that fellowship is precious to you. Lord, and so I want to pray that that if there's folk that need to go and set some things right, Lord, give them the boldness, give them the words. You just go and speak into that situation, Lord. And trusting you to bring a renewal in that relationship. Lord, in this morning, we know for a fact that it's your desire to see each of us grow. And I want to pray this over, over all of us this morning. Psalm 139, 23 and 24. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Test me. Know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Lord, I pray your, your blessing, your protection over each and every family that's represented here this morning, Lord. Take everyone safely back home. Bring them safely back to church again. We can celebrate. Praise your name. And pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Life Central Bikers Church podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Look us up on Facebook, Instagram, or visit our website at lifecentralchurch.org.za and get in touch.